to the future of hair removal technology. There will be no hair in the future. No longer will you have to float through space with undesirable hair. The process begins by slowly lowering your body into a tank of plasma goo. State-of-the-art computers will upload your hair to the cloud. From there, your hair will be broken down into ones and zeros and stored in a database sent deep into space. Millions of years from now, advanced civilizations will find your hair and they will reanimate your body. Isn't the future fantastic? If you're interested in our hair removal technologies, visit our website at hairspacecloud.ca.galaxy. And remember, there is no hair in the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 that's right. No hair. No hair in the future. Things are rolling. Hear those bugs. Hear those fall bugs. What are fall bugs? They're the last of a dying breed, Brandon, the fall bug. The fall bug. What happens to bugs? Do they just die and just reanimate in the spring? I'm sure a percentage of them die. They probably have a one-year lifespan, I would imagine, most bugs. I don't know a lot about insects, What about man? cicadas? They just hang out underground for like 20 years and then just show I, up. I was going to say that. Probably the ones that live in the ground or in the wood, termites and ants and such, probably have a longer lifespan. But I'm sure, like, what, what, what the lifespan of, like, a common house fly is. I, I wouldn't know. I, I mean, you've never just had, like, tabs on a fly in your house and just, like, see how long it lives? They only got a couple days on them, I bet. Yeah, just got to live, live your best life in Spiders those days. Spiders live for a while, I think, and they're catching other bugs. I think that's why. Dude, there was a big spider right here the other day. It's packed up and gone now. Yeah, if you haven't been able to tell yet, we're outside today. It's a beautiful fall day. You know, it's unseasonably hot, as I told Tyler it would be. Uh, I don't think I would Cream it up on mid-October. It's still hot. Nah, I probably owe you a Coke. We'll see. We got to the end of October. Yeah. He thinks it's going to go real cold, drop some snow. Not uh, by the end of October. Did I say the end of October? End of October. Now I don't want that to happen because we have exterior film dates booked for the end of October. Yeah, go, keep <laughs> away from like this in two weeks. Just like a slow slide out of summer. And like, it, it's still fall, but it's just summer weather. I like it. Oh, yesterday I was riding my uh, BMX bicycle outside and I was sweating. It felt like summer. That's good. Hot Thanksgiving is what you need. Feeling hot while you eat the turkey. Yeah. But no, it's, uh, it's actually not a good thing that all this is happening. In fact, scientists are actually saying that uh, they don't know what's going on with the polar vortex, that there's uh, things happening in the weather system they, they've never seen before, they don't know how to calculate, but are going to have significant effect to the polar vortex, which brings us all our wonderful winter weather. So, right. The last few years when we've had those crazy uh, cold snaps, they say it's because of the polar vortex, right? That's it. So, you know, it's, it's like a gamble now every winter. You never know what you're going to get. 
You know, there was times where you can, you know, you're able to kind of figure, you know, what kind of weather your region gets, you know. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's all, it's always been depleting. There you go. Climate change right there. Because, like, if you think of, like, the winters our fathers had and the winters we even had as kids, right? Yeah. Like, we used to get a few feet of snow here. I grew up riding snowmobiles and snowboards behind snowmobiles and shit. Big drifts of snow. You don't see that around here. You can still see wheat popping through the field in the winter sometime. But yeah, every every winter has been different. We've been getting rain, like freezing rainstorms, like we've never gotten before. Hot summers where it's like almost humid, or yeah. hot winters where we it's had almost that wild humid. lightning yeah. a couple weeks ago. I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's 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 exciting stuff. Weather. Weather. Soak it in while you still can. Get I'm, out in it. It is sweet out here, sitting amongst your garden. You can probably hear the bugs, I'm sorry. Um, you got lawn gnomes in here. A couple lawn gnomes. You ever keep an eye, you keep, gotta keep an eye on those things. Yeah, they roam around once in a while. That owl keeps them, uh... Keeps them in line. In line. A lot of occult symbols happening, mm-hmm. occult imagery. My dad likes, like, gargoyles and shit. I don't know if he knows the gargoyle out front. It's, it's cool. These are the guardians of the garden, right? Yeah, it's cool to have weird shit. Especially gnomes. Do you believe in gnomes, Tyler? Do you think yes. they're uh, uh, some kind of living entity somewhere in some plane of existence? Absolutely. Exactly. Um, also, I believe there's probably more of them in our dimension at one point, too, but they've scattered onward to other dimensions. They've, yeah, they just didn't like, like what they were seeing. No. They're like, people just keep stealing me and putting me in their garden. Too many, too many people found them and like found out their little secret societies and stuff. Or there's always the theory, and we don't have to get into this theory, but there's like the theory that, like you know, long long time ago there probably was still little people there's some like real life hobbits and we would just midgets, kidnap them Brandon. midgets okay <laughs> i don't know they don't like being called midgets but do you think that's just that's what the legend of the lawn gnome no i don't from? think so because i think a lawn gnome is actually more of a mystical creature and more of like a uh, interdimensional changing person. Yeah, it, fit, think, it fits into that realm with elves and fairies. And, and they're all always that. found under toadstools and mushrooms and stuff like that. So I think they fit more into that that fairy realm. Um, I think it's a cheap cop out to just say they're d- little people or dwarves or midgets. Yeah. I've definitely seen them on DMT before, gnomes. So yeah, you have. I have not was, uh, encountered a gnome in a psychedelic state. They've, you know, it's common. People have seen yeah, them before. I know it's common. People have talked about seeing them on mushrooms before. Um, but my experience was like, it was rows and rows of them, but they're all made of like stained glass. That's cool. And they were talking to me. They weren't, they didn't, they had blank expressions. They just seemed like mechanical, but. Everything I said, they would just repeat back to me and re- really loud. And it's funny because when you mentioned that story to me for the first time, and you've mentioned it a few times, it reminded me of I think there's a like episode of the Smurfs where they're all like just repeating each other, and the Smurfs were real weird. They're all like, just high on mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> and like stained glass. Or maybe it's just like an image I have from my childhood. But I don't know. Is that what I saw? The Smurfs. Smurfs are just blue gnomes right <laughs> pretty much elves pretty much the same thing it's a cartoon rendition it's funny how like that kind of stuff creeped into our cartoons 
and in the eighties and nineties and stuff, eh? Yeah. There seemed to be a lot of psychedelic image imagery coming up in children's cartoons in the nineties. And today still. Eighties. I I don't know what kids shows are. I don't, I don't watch kids shows now, so I, yeah, I don't know. It probably. I don't is. think Paw Patrol is very psychedelic. I don't know. I've never seen it. It might be. Yeah, but like we had fucking Super Mario's eating mushrooms and getting big and eating stars and running around like crazy. Yeah, and just weird trippy shows like Ren and Stimpy. Hilarious show. Super weird watching as a kid, right? Yeah, Ren and Stimpy is weird. But like even weirder, like eighty shit, like He Man and Masters of the Universe and well, stuff. Well, look, we have making the cartoons. These are grown ass adults. They're really into drawing cartoons, so they're probably a little wacky, a little odd. Probably smoking the pot. Yeah, it's not normal people just drawing cartoons. That's true. I'd love to make a cartoon one day. We've tried. I think we've pitched ideas. We have pitched ideas. Well, yeah, I'd love to do an animated show because you can do whatever you want. You can create those psychedelic elves that you've seen and. Yep. Bring them to life, and that's probably how the Smurfs happened. Just years and years of gnome sightings. Yeah, the creator of the Smurfs, same thing. He probably just got real high one day and went Saw outside. Saw a bunch of and blue fucking elves. <laughs> and, like, apparently there was a, a position available in medieval times of basically of a lawn gnome, like a real-life lawn gnome, that, like, royalty would have, or rich people... They were just a person that would live in their garden, tend to their garden, and basically dress as a gnome. Yeah. Like, that. that's a pretty sweet gig, especially back in like, those days. That's probably actually just, like, a, a little person gig. Yeah? You think they got so lucky? They're like, hmm, we can use this one. <laughs> Put on this silly top hat, grow a beard, come with us. Tend to my garden. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be good at it. You just make it look like you're good. Yeah. <laughs> make yeah. it look like you know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly, but yeah, I'd, that's a job I take. Medieval times for sure, yeah. midget or not. I just live in a garden. It's not like a horrible time to live. So yeah, if you can just hang out in a rich person's garden, yeah, just give them carrots and stuff. I don't know. Good gig for the time. Well, all those jobs have kind of progressed. They're still gardeners. <laughs> They're still jesters. We should start. Uh, we should restart this business where you can hire your own lawn gnome. Acts as a gardener as well, but the person will dress up as a lawn gnome and be very, like, prankstery and 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 just goofy. And, but he will live in your garden twenty four hours. Yeah, they have to tend to the garden. Yeah, you'll just hear like little flute songs at night when you're trying to sleep. That's just the gnome. Yeah, I don't know. Two hundred dollars a day. Do they have to play the flute? No, you could probably just bring a tape of flute playing. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know if uh, gnomes play the flute. They look like a pan flute kind of creature. I definitely think they play the flute. We bring up the pan flute a lot. Or some kind of small bagpipe-like device, uh, some kind of instrument. Yeah, one of those things. I'm just like me and eye at one with your, your garden right yeah, now. Yeah, you're really sucking into that gnome. Well, we'll change the subject. Tyler, did you feel the, uh, the, did you feel the storm yesterday? There was a storm yesterday? It was a nice day. It was a beautiful day. There's no storm. You didn't feel it? Nope. You didn't feel the mass coronal ejection that smashed into the earth yesterday afternoon? No, I did not. Well, Explain that happened. To me, Brandon. Explain what a mass coronal ejection is. I shouldn't have to. We've talked about it several times. Well, Remember when the uh, the sun decides to ej- ejaculate a big, big uh, load of plasma? 
and uh, just okay. kind of randomly, flare? just like randomly into the universe, and then this hit Earth directly. Uh, Where? Not flare. here. Yeah, it hit here. Is that why it was so high yesterday? Ex- sun <laughs> come? Extra sun. We got extra sun. Now, although it was a coronal mass ejection, a direct hit, it wasn't strong enough to disrupt anything. There were warnings that it might disrupt things in the upper atmosphere, some satellites, maybe some GPS pla- planes that are like higher atmosphere, right? Is that why Facebook went out last week? Could be. Did we ever get an answer to that? We, like no. That feels like it was... Months ago. It's <laughs> like last week. It was that was the topic was of our podcast. Yeah. The title of our last podcast. But no one got a straight answer on that, eh? We yeah. just all went on to our lives, logged back on, downloaded it again, and now there's sun flares. Yeah, and uh, you, you could see the Aurora Borealis all the way down to New York, but it was sunny, so we didn't see shit. During the day? Yeah, um, you would probably like be able to see it at night. There was a window of time where it was available? There was a, it was a big window of time when it hit. Um, I think it was like 12 hours. There's like a main, you know, the plasma comes. It dissipates in the atmosphere. It becomes aurora borealis. But it's a big fucking thing. So it's like kind of hitting us for out like half the day. But it wasn't big enough to disrupt anything, like our power grids. Right. If that was uh, a, like a big fucking blast and hit us directly as this one did, yeah, that would have been game over. Right. And it's scary that just we're playing this game with the sun, oh. and there's no real focus on it by <laughs> like any, any world government of just like, yeah, anytime. Like, sure, they can shut some grids down in certain situations. But there's still some that are going to go out. The older ones, the ones that are on the East Coast are like the, the biggest worry. Like at the East Coast of North America. We experienced that, that blackout in like 2004 or something, right? Yeah. But you're, this, uh, this sun ejaculate yep. is going to shut off the power. It's going to, well, if the power grid's running and there's no proper protection from the plasma hit, it's, it's literally just going to explode. Is it going to get to the point where it's just going to be like throwing balls of fire from the sky? It can. They think that's definitely possible. No. Yeah. No. If it's strong enough, Brandon. it's plasma. It's the fourth state of matter, right? You know, there's, you know, you got gases, you got water, you got solids, and you got plasma. I only knew about the first thing. This is the first time hearing about plasma. Hot plasma and solar storms. Well, actually... ectoplasma, goo. No, well, that's ghost cum. This is sun cum. Interesting. Yeah. But there is plasma. It could be hot enough. They would, they're worried that it would, like, set forests on fire. They thought it might have happened before. That, really? Like, such a mass solar ejection that, like, it was enough radiation to, like, actually oh, dude, strike the earth. Dude, if it starts raining fire... Yeah. Plasma fire? Lightning. This would cause extreme lightning storms, apparently. Like that crazy one we had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but like actual contact with the earth. Like, imagine all those thousands of bolts we saw. Those are, that was just rolling thunder and lightning. That was all contained up there. But yeah. all those were like just hitting things. That's kind of what they picture is uh, what would happen with a solar storm like that. And the way it would and interact it would with our atmosphere. Fires. It would light forests yeah. on fires, house on fires. Imagine something like that hits like a big city like New York or something. It, yeah. Just raining fire on New York City. Anything's possible. So this, the, the theory, there's a theory that like 12,000 years ago something like this occurred. Now there's Graham Hancock who has a theory that there was a giant flood caused by a comet strike. 
when there's someone else has a theory that instead of a comet strike, it was a massive solar ejection that caused all this shit I was just talking about, like plasma hitting the earth, causing forest fires, lightning yeah. striking. What if it didn't hit the earth, it hit the ocean? Would it like, be I don't like know. throwing a fucking like sizzling fire into a water? Like, it could. And create like crazy steam. But like I don't know what's even happening to the like the radiation that it's bringing too, because it's just you know that's what our ozone and atmosphere is for is protecting us from this radiation. But if it's a big enough blast, it's just gonna cut right through all that. Oh, then we might just be hurled into space. Yeah, it might just be whole chunks of the planet just radioactive. That's pretty scary. It is pretty scary. So this could have happened yesterday but it was a little baby one instead so it just made funny lights in the sky just made some pretty lights pretty funny lights space is scary man and we're in it like and we can just get thrown into a fucking black hole at any moment yeah you know what else is coming down from space space rocks this story comes from bc bc woman wakes to a hole in her roof and a space rock on her pillow it didn't even go through her bed? That doesn't make it any sense. It landed suspicious. nicely on her pillow? Yeah. October 4th, many retreated to the site of a fireball lighting up the night sky with images of a meteor sailing above Lake Louise. Ooh, that would have been a nice picture. <clears throat> yeah. Longtime Golden resident Ruth Hamilton, however, was fast asleep. Or at least she was until she was roughly woken by the sound of a crash through her ceiling and the sensation of debris on her face. So I Just jumped. the sensation of debris, not like she was yeah. getting hit in the face with rocks. You're getting pelted in the face with rocks. Yeah. So it took her a while to figure out what was going on until she noticed a rock sitting neatly on her <laughs> pillow next to her. Is this thing not hot? Yeah. I figure it was or just like coming down <laughs> with some force. Yeah. Like from everything I understood from asteroids, they're burning up on their way in, and anything that makes its way in is just. And if we put a hole in the roof of her house, it didn't just land nicely on her pillow. And, yeah, it looked like a pretty shitty roof. It was like a tin roof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now it's the roof's quality's fault. So Hamlin called nine one one, unsure of what to make of the projectile. She probably just saw a bunch of teenagers throwing rocks That's at her what house. I would think. <laughs> Police officer arrived in the scene, and after establishing that the rock was not there as a result of the ongoing construction, they settled on the only other explanation, a meteorite. Sounds like someone's covering something up. Yeah. Yeah. Something else going on. Chief of police, his son was running around throwing rocks, landed in this lady's roof. Yeah, or she, like, something went through her roof that she doesn't want to tell us about. And she's covering it up, and she's like, how can I cover it up? I'll just put a Look bunch of picture. rocks on my pillow. You got a picture of this thing? It's just a rock sitting in her bed. They better test this thing and call this lady's bullshit, because I don't believe any yeah, of it. Yeah, it looks like someone just threw a fucking rock. The fact that it bro- it tore through her roof, the tin roof and wood, but didn't yeah. go through her blanket fucking and old, Ru- old Ruth got into the Jack Daniels again, put a fucking shotgun blast <laughs> through the roof, needed to cover it up, went outside, got a piece of fucking granite rock out of the fucking backwoods. Placed it on her pillow. Yeah, another classic word doom solution. They got drunk. (laughs) She got drunk. (laughs) Bunch of drunkards. Blew a hole through her roof, needed an excuse. Maybe it was space rocks. That is kind of a bizarre, weird thing that could happen at any time, Tyler. We could get hit with a space rock right now. You think you'd see it coming, though. Yeah, it could be, like, microscopic. It could pass through you. You just thought a bug bit you. How many bug bites have you had, and how many of those could have been tiny asteroids? 
That's a little <laughs> far-fetched, Brandon, even for this show. A little bit. <clears throat> like, I'm sure we're getting hit with shit all the time. The, the force of gravity is we live on a planet with gravity, right? Yes, yes it is. And that makes stuff <laughs> fall quick. But not quick enough to pierce your skin. Like, if it's small. Small shit's not going to... Depends how long it's been Depends falling. how much mass it has. Depends how high it's fallen. If That's this like, thing, especially this thing, it's flying through space. It's not just sitting up there and then drop from the atmosphere. It's coming in, coming in hot, and it just blasts through the atmosphere, survives. Yeah, but have goes you ever through seen, this like it's hot butter, and then just lands in this lady's pillow. I don't know if it's cutting through a roof like hot butter though. It's gonna <laughs> clank around like. Have you seen the the craters these things make? Even just a little pebble that came from space would make a huge crater. Yeah. But, like, people are always like, have you ever seen the video of Travis Pastrana jumping out of a plane without a parachute? Yeah. Have you seen that video? Yeah, yeah. And when he did that, he's chugging a can of Red Bull, right? And then he throws the Red Bull out. Yeah. And then all of the comments on there, they don't even care that the guy just fucking jumped out of a plane without a parachute but then all the comments are like well somebody got hit with a Red Bull can that day or that Red Bull can could have killed someone it's like it's an empty fucking tin can it probably fluttered down to earth like, yeah. you know what I mean I guess if he dropped a rock but even I don't know <laughs> it's like the time we flew in that plane you, and you, you, you puked and we had to throw the bag out the window. And people are mad that we threw the bag out of the window. Like, you can <laughs> litter from space. I've done it. And the odds of us hitting a person with that bag are very like slim. And if bag? we did, that's hilarious. Yeah. I think that's very comical situation. And I'm sure it was a biodegradable bag. And so was my. Somebody probably did get hit with my puke that day. I hope so. That was fun. I hit some guy's windshield. He just thought he hit a seagull or something. No, because it, the puke bag exploded all over the plane. I had to clean that plane after we did that. Oh, uh, that's right. He had, he had to pull up to where the hose was. First that's time small, in the fucking that's small airplane, airplane. I had to hose my puke off of the side of it. <laughs> this video is available online. Going Whale Pranks official on YouTube. You'll find it. A big shout out to our good friend Christian Belage for letting us throw puke bags out at fucking 4,000 feet in the air. Yeah, thanks for flying us around. <laughs> but I guess you can get hit with a rock at any time, but I think you'll see it coming. It's like catching a pop fly, you know? Yep. Yeah, look up. Keep your eye on the ball. So, rocks are one thing scientists are watching out for coming, but another thing they're looking out for, strange radio waves, which has been in the news lately. I think we've talked about it a few times, weird, like, uh, repeating signals coming from one direction. Now there's strange radio waves that are emerging from the direct center of the galaxy. How do we even know where that is? (laughs) I don't know. They figured it out. But they said this, uh, this, the, these bizarre radio signals are basically coming in a direct line. Like, they're directly focused at us. It's okay. not just like a direct... It's not like a burst of waves going out in every direction. This is a signal directed, di- like, right at us. So that's pretty fucking cool. Like it's being targeted at it, us? We're being targeted. <clears throat> at least like, is what they think. There's probably so many radio waves floating around the universe now from, like, just years of fucking... Yeah pirate radio and people just making radio their own radio frequencies and shit 
So the strangest property of this new signal is that it has a very high polarization. This means its light oscillates in only one direction, but that direction rotates with time. So I don't know what that means, but the, it's, it's reacting in ways they've never seen before. So, you know, they, they don't want to directly come out and say aliens, but I'm going to come That's out and say... That's where you're leaning. I'm leaning that way. <clears throat> I shouldn't be saying aliens anyways. It's a derogatory uh, term for these creatures. Is it really? Yeah. That, that's, uh, might as well fall into our next story. Dem- Demi Lovato, you know who she is? Not really. She's like a pop singer. She used to be a, a Disney Channel Disney kid? kid. Disney kid. She's big on the UFOs and aliens Is that the one now. that had a kidney <clears throat> transplant? I don't know. I don't know if she did or not. One of them did. Maybe the aliens took it. Oh, said it again. Can't say it. Why? Is she saying that it's a derogatory term? Alien? Yeah. Well, I already said midget, and we know that is a derogatory term. It, it's, it's a funny term. It's all in ter- It's all in time, all right? What about a, what about a midget <clears throat> alien? Midget? Well, they're all pretty short anyways. I think you just... Little, pe- little alien. We can't say alien. What can we say little if we can't e- say e- alien? E. She prefers E.T. Extraterrestrial. That is, that is the That's truth. That's a mouthful. But you see, e- you say E.T., you can only think of Elliot, right? You can only think of that E.T., that f- fucking but ugly e. bastard. <coughs> My favorite movie of all time, but damn, that was an ugly-ass alien. I think it was pretty accurate. It gave us... As children, an uh, idea of what um, E.T. Gave, yeah, looked yeah, like. Yeah, it gave us nightmares. That's what it gave us. I never got nightmares. <laughs> I liked E.T. If they made it look more like the Greys, but they didn't have... The Greys have different temperament than what E.T. had, right? Yeah, he was a soft soul. <clears throat> yeah. Clumsy little fucker. He seemed like... Apparently, what Sp- Steven Spielberg was going for, he wanted to make it seem like it was somewhat related to plants, closer to animals, you know... Remember when E.T. showed up in the big ship? It was had all these different weird fungi and plants growing in the ship. Yeah. And that's what they're after. They're after tr- trees and, and shit and bushes on Earth. He was after Reese's Pieces. Yeah. And the way they would communicate, like, they, they were basically plants. They'd be able to heal each other. Yeah. So, she is, yeah. I really think that if there is anything out there that would want to do it, let me try that again. Let me edit that. So this is Demi Lovato. I really think that if there was anything out there that would want to do that to us, it would have to happen by now. Do what? I don't know. I should have read Probe the first part. <laughs> is she talking about anal probing? Basically, if she's saying like if people, they want to interact with us and hurt us in any way, they would have by now. She's afraid with all this new information coming out. Yeah, she's hanging out with Stephen Greer, going out to the desert, meditating. Is she really? Yep, doing all that. But I think that if we have to stop calling them aliens, because aliens is a derogatory term for anything, that's why I like to call them ETs. She's got a new show coming out, too, all about all this shit. Really? Yep. She's jumping on the UFO train. It's hot topic right now. Hot topic. It's exciting for me, but I don't. she's not going to tell us anything new. Uh, and yeah. I'm not a fan of Stephen Greer, and that's... Who she's hanging out with. Okay. I don't know, man. I don't... I think they're still aliens. Like, the definition of alien is, like, something unknown and foreign, right? Like... I guess so. Yeah. yeah. You can call... Yeah, you can call them visitors. They've been referred to as the visitors back in the 50s. The other... It was actually... the, The CIA papers back in the day referred to entities as others, right? Right. You know... 
People were speculating where the others came from. I had no idea. But whatever you call them, they're up there, and they might be snatching us. They'll tell us what they want to be called, and until they give us a name, like, they might show up and be like, call us fucking... Oh, they do. Zulo Clip Clop. They do. Different aliens come with different names. We give them names. They, they tell us what they call them. And the greys aren't called the greys among the greys. No. No, I forget what... They're like... They're from, like, Zeta Reticula. So there, there's some weird code. They, their name kind of looks like Elon Musk's kid's name. It's just Maybe like a weird bunch of symbols. It. Maybe that's where he got it. But let's get into tonight, today's main topic, alien abductions. Because uh, uh, it's been in... Yeah, we all know about alien abductions through movies, television, and... You got uh, something to tell me, man? Did this happen to you? Has this happened to me? No. I, when I was a kid, I kind of wish it did. Because I was really into this stuff, but as I grew older and realized what the aliens want to do with you, I'm going to say, no thanks, I'm going to pass, and I'm still going to pass. What do they want to do with you? Nothing good by the sounds of things. You know, you really have to, it depends what alien species picks you up to, because they all have different agendas. So before we just get into what different alien species there are out there because there's a lot and if you listen to this show you know that because we have a book we we jump into every week yeah telling you all the different kinds but to the get to the basic bare bones of alien abductions these are experiences people are having where most of them are happening at night in their beds sometimes in their cars in their yards they feel as if they are being taken by strange entities to a craft leaving the ground leaving the earth going to a different planet in some cases but most cases they don't leave the room they're in inside the craft and they start they experience bizarre medical experiments you know weird interrogations just just overall weird experiments and weird experiences from these bizarre aliens so right this is something that really popped up into pop popular culture late 50s early 60s when some of the very first alien abduction cases kind of made like uh, made their appearance in the media and the tabloid pic- papers whatever but uh but yeah let's get in let's get into it yeah open it up brandon open up that can open up this can there's so much to open that's the it's thing a lot to unpack we all know how much i love this topic and i think i tried to jump into it last week a little bit as a teaser what's going to happen this week what we're going to talk about but yeah yeah most people think Alien abductions are absolute batshit crazy and only happen to absolute batshit crazy people. And meaning that they're not true and it's just a they're not true. mental state of mind blocking some sort of weird trauma. Or yeah, either some kind of traumatic event they're trying to block and just creating this memory or simply fabricating a story for what people think is fame. They think that people can make money off having a story a like this. a lot of people actually do that, though. There, there's a few cases, like some of the, especially some of the more famous cases, over time these people start cashing in on these stories. But it doesn't start that way. Okay, and you, do you, you have the... Um, information over there so how in here <laughs> in my head yeah, yes over there in your brain how long have there been reports of alien invasions or uh, you know stealing people well because like it could just be something where it's in 
our kind of like our it's in our psyche it's psyche, it's our yeah, own consciousness our conscious memory gate you know yeah and that's still up for debate too that's still a big factor in and all because this because you fear it you can imagine it yeah. right but the idea of the modern alien abduction, abduction seeing seeing the flying saucer you know seeing the creatures being taken weird experiments all that the classic alien abduction really didn't start until I'd say the 40s and 50s, 1940s and 50s, as far as a modern sense of that experience. You can go back farther and look at religious texts and uh, even like all these different tribes around the world and just stories they have of being taken away by the spirits. And just it's just a different language and a way of explaining it. But if you put these stories side by side, someone being taken by the spirits to a to a like a boat in the sky to have like their body deconstructed and like they explain it in the way the same. And it sounds just like modern. And they would abductions. call it a boat in the sky instead in of a some spaceship because they wouldn't know what a spaceship is. Some would call it like the sun. Like some would call it like uh, like a star or an angel. Uh, there's right. different depictions of it, but. If you break it down, they're all telling very similar stories of being snatched up by some strange entities for... And that's what I mean. How long have those stories been around? At least the 1700s, 1600s? Thousands, thousands of years. Thousands of years. Thousands of years. Some of the oldest stories we tell involve stories like that. Right. Like cavemen drawn on walls... Flying yep. saucer in the air. Have you seen caveman pictures where it looks yeah. like they grew, drew aliens, like the gray aliens, yeah, big heads, or slanted like flying eyes? Saucers are like people being sucked up into the air, being yeah. abducted. Yeah, these are They're these on are cave symbols. Walls from <laughs> millions of years ago. <laughs> yeah, these are all symbols that have been around forever. It's wild. So it's in the human psyche. Yeah, and I think consciousness has a big thing to do with these UFO sightings, alien abductions. Something, something's going on. So if so the modern UFO sighting or alien abductions really kicked off with Betty and Barney Hill. They're well, a couple, recent. yeah, early '60s. They're on a road trip. They were traveling the White Mountains in New York at night. They were just trying to get home. They're driving all the way through the night. Road was practically empty, and they spot uh, something in the sky, like a bizarre light. So Betty's watching it. Barney's driving. As it get closer, this thing is making itself apparent that it's it's big and it's close and it's like coming down towards the car. They've been drinking. What were they doing? Coming no, they were Christmas party. They were, I think, visiting Montreal and Niagara Falls. They're heading <laughs> oh, back. They were drinking. They might have been drinking, but drinking is not a factor in this. They both deny it. Uh-huh. And drunk people don't see this shit, anyways. They're not smoking a little reefer. Yeah, they're an interracial interracial couple too in the early sixties. It's it's a big deal in the early '60s, right? This is very controversial. Yeah. That has nothing to do with they the They were probably smoking some grass then. They could some good grass. Betty, so Betty just giving them a hand job on the yeah. back forty. So they pull over to get a better look at this thing in the field. Barney gets his binoculars out. He's close enough where he can see windows on the side of this craft and people walking around inside. And he said they're they're tiny people wearing these like one piece suits. And he got caught eyes with one wearing a hat. He said, kind of looked like a captain's hat. And he said, when he made direct eye contact with this thing, he was able to send direct messages to him, telling them that we're coming, basically saying, we're coming to get you. <laughs> that was enough for him to drop his binoculars, run back to the car, and they start driving away. And as okay. they do, this ship is just right behind him on the road, just floating above. He's driving as fast as he can. 
And next thing you know, they just hear this bizarre buzzing sound. Right. And this vibrating sound. It's just they could feel the whole car vibrating. And, like, that's the last thing they remember. Wow. They basically come to as if he, he was in the, woke up in the middle of driving. They both kind of seem, like, sleepy, kind of weary. And next thing you know, they're pulling into their, their hometown. They're like, oh, that was quick. Like, they were expecting, like, a three-hour journey ahead of them from at least the last point they remember. And right. now suddenly they're home. And they get out, and there's just... So time sped up. Time they, is sped they, up. They they're, they're, my, they're, they're all fucked up. They don't know what's going on. Her dress is torn. His his pants are all done up weird. There's His pants are done up weird. Yeah. Like, like the alien didn't know how to do up a buckle. Uh, can't figure out a belt. Yeah. Um, there's like marks all over the car they can't explain. Like these metallic circles that just appear all over the car. Aliens are like, we took pants off, but we forgot to write down how to put them back on. Yeah. <laughs> humans are hard. All right. I don't know why they wear these things. We don't wear pants. We, uh, they, yeah. The aliens wore these one piece suits. So that's probably just like, why don't they wear these? <laughs> Fucking pants and their belts and their zippers. Yeah, too many articles to remember. But they don't remember what happened. They don't remember this experience. They knew something fucked up happened. They remember seeing the UFO. She starts having wild dreams that she was taken aboard this craft to the point where she's convinced that something more happened that night. Enough so they went to see therapy, which hypnotherapy was suggested. And so they both had their separate hypnotherapy sessions about this night. Yeah. Are those recorded? They are. You can listen to them on YouTube, and they're both terrifying. They are so yeah. scary. I think you played them for me once. Just And when people are like, oh, yeah, these people are just telling a story, they're making up. These are just average people. If they're acting like this, if they're acting, fucking give them an Oscar, man. Because they are, like, petrified of, like, yeah. everything they think they're experiencing. And acting fear is hard. Yes. Especially when you're, like... Like a grown ass man who was in the army, he considered himself a very tough guy. He didn't want anything to do with this shit. He's right. just finally, he's just but like, fine, Betty, we'll go get hypnotized. He did see something though. Yeah. And yeah, he cried on his tapes. And oh, this yeah. is before. Anytime you see a grown man crying. Yeah. <laughs> so hip, so hypnotherapy after this went like there's several alien abduction cases where they did hypnotherapy and it's very questionable because you can really plant ideas into people with the right questioning right oh absolutely interrogation people do but all this the time. is pretty much the very first case of this kind of situation happening so even the hypnotherapist himself was just like kind of traumatized after this because he's like what the fuck yeah he's hearing it for the first time <laughs> yeah he's not ex he's not ready to ex hear the story where they were essentially stopped something happened to those yeah. people so what the, the story they both told separately they told the exact same story basically what happened was they were stopped on the road by a, what looked like a giant light and construction ahead and they can see little men on the road which they thought were just construction workers yeah. and the car by itself pulled over to the side of the road and turned off and then these little men which look like greys full description big heads big eyes big slanted eyes they they basically levitated them out of the car brought them onto the ship and examined both of them you know they took samples of both their uh they took Barney's semen. They took her eggs. Um, Barney had a horrible... How did they do that? Through medical procedures. She she mentioned like a giant needle going in. She said this was all explained to her Where by... Where did the needle go in? Into her abdomen. Into her okay. stomach. 
She said she had immediate pain, and then the alien wiped his hand over her face, and it all went and away. The pain went away? The pain went away, yep. Wow. Opium hands. So she said out of all these aliens, which seemed to act like ants or bees, right? They all had, like, a hive mind. They all, they had no emotion. There was one that was a little different from them, who seemed to be the leader, and, and she was able to interact with that one. So after she was done her examination, she was aware enough to, like, talk to him. She... Hers, she, hers seemed a little like a little ex, like excessive a little bit. Yeah, and I bet you they just got Barney in there and just fucking just going off. to town. Yeah, <laughs> he had a worse time. He didn't like. Yeah, worse time. He, just he got wasn't off in a spaceship. Yeah, so he wasn't as bad. conscious. Like he, even his memories of this, like he just remembers laying at a table and they were just playing with his junk and also sticking him with needles. But Betty was shown this book essentially. Like this very bizarre, shiny book, yeah. <laughs> and it had all this like all this symbolism she didn't understand. But it showed a star map of, and it, he explained this is where they're from. This is like what it looks like. She was able to draw that, write it down exactly what he explained and showed showed to her. Because right. he was like, "Oh, you can have this book," but then like right when they're about to leave, he's like, "Give me that book." Didn't let her leave with the book. She said she was walking out of the spaceship screaming, I'm going to remember this. And he's like, no, you're not. It's kind of weird they're using books. It is weird. But you think they'd be have iPads or something. That's what I thought, too. Something she can understand. Maybe he manipulated oh, his source of information into something that something humans that would understand. Familiar to her. So this, anyway, she was able to draw the star map. Something they were able to confirm, like, years later. They didn't have, the like, the proper... You know, technology to explore space in this way and really map it out. But once they were, they mapped this out perfectly to a star system that was out there, which was okay. the Zeta Reticular Star System, which is brought up several several times in different abduction cases all over the world. Of these aliens explaining where they're from, they'll often say Zeta Reticula. Zeta Reticula, which is a star system. The, I guess there's one and two, but I don't know. And we've discovered that, or we only discovered it through the aliens? We discovered the star system. Uh, I don't know if that's what we call it. We might. I don't... It might just be what they call it. Yeah. We might just have it as a number. Or they understand that that's what we call it. Right. Either way, crazy story, right? Betty and Barney Hill, they get abducted. They tell this story. Uh, this story hits the mainstream. How did that happen? How did it get into the mainstream? Like, just newspapers and shit? It just... It, it just... More and more interest grew kind of in their local group because they weren't keeping too quiet. They were kind of you know, excited. Betty especially a, was kind of excited. It's a good story to tell at yeah, a party. Yeah. So eventually, it ended up getting written up in a big story, you know, now, next thing you know, it goes all over the world. Everyone knows about the story. They're on talk shows. And, like, they don't really want this at first. Betty's kind of a fun lady. Were they on the Dick Van Dyke show? They might have been. Merv Griffin? I bet they were. So, you know, that's where there's speculation, because how much she's enjoying it, how much her story changed over the years. But the fact is, there is there's physical elements to it. When they examined her dress, they found all this bizarre white powder. They... They could not trace cocaine? what it was made out of. <laughs> yeah. Was it cocaine? Some crazy parties going on. And uh, what else? The Same with the car. They had the weird metal dots. When you would put a compass on it, it would just spin erratically. I do for no remember reason. hearing that, yeah. There's other eyewitnesses to the UFO. 
so that's one. That's the most famous case, I'd say, for an alien abduction. That's the go-to one. In that kind of format, happened. Like there was cases of that before Betty and Barney Hill, and several afterwards of of that very similar case. But those are all grays. People are explaining seeing the gray aliens, right? It's usually the gray alien. Yeah. There, there's some other ones out there that are pretty fun. That abduct people yeah. also? So yeah. it's not just the greys abducting people for their no. weird fucking reproductive research? Yeah, and that seems to be the, the majority of what happens with the greys. It's a lot of medical experiments going on. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the Nordics, as people call them, or the tall whites, they just seem like these real pale, tall humans. Swedish looking. Yeah, Swedish looking, long blonde hair, real beautiful, big ass eyes. Fuckable. They seem to be more kind of diplomatic. They're, you know, they might do some experiments on you, but it's they seem to be a little more gentle and like emotional. People bond with what, them a lot they better. Just want to play chess with you? <laughs> I guess. They, when people have those accounts, they often get taken to some amazing place or shown some amazing thing. Less, less like sterile and cold yeah. like the greys. Yeah, it, but their key message is always how how much humans are fucking up the earth. So that, that's always brought up. Same with the greys sometimes. People experience the greys. Sometimes they're shown visions of, of the apocalypse and the earth being blown apart by atomic weapons right. and basically told, like, you're fucking everything up. Stop it. And uh, who else we got out there? There's people that witness like insect-looking creatures, kind of look like mantis, mantis men, Mothman. Uh, there's man. reptilians, reptile-like creatures, um, which is one of my favorite abduction stories of all time. I just bought a book about it. It's been in Italy for like the last forty years, only in Italian, but they finally wrote it in an English book. Is uh, called the Inzenfreda abduction. It happened in the seventies. Okay, over me. there in Italy. <laughs> Fill me in. And this was like a reptilian case. It almost looked like a creature from the Blue Lagoon, right? It has like weird gills. Okay. Big scary mouth and eyes and stuff. Like yeah, scales. But these were like these ten foot tall monsters. Kind of look like yeah, creature from the Blue Lagoon. They wore these uh, devices over their face that like emitted light, and they, they would talk to each other through it, and they would breathe through it. Weird. The witness explained. But this case also has a, a ton of evidence towards it that like where something actually did happen. But this is my what favorite. Mean, like, how do they abduct people? Do these uh, blue lagoon creatures, they don't come from space? Do they come out of the swamp, or what's up? Are they coming from like, space? They're coming from the sky. You know, this... Spaceships? Spaceships. A giant triangle, to be specific, was, they was spotted. They a giant triangle. They could. All right. The very first sighting... You know, this, this story is amazing because this poor security guard keeps getting abducted by these fucking goons. And he doesn't want it to happen, and he hates it. You know, some people that get abducted kind of, you know, they accept it. They get into it. They lean into it. They're, like, accepting of, like, whatever mission they're on. But this guy's just like, No! fucking leave me alone <laughs> stop abducting me so this guy he's a security guard he works a night shift he's patrolling this part of italy it's kind of somewhat mountainous it's a very beautiful part of italy but it's known for ufo sightings he he's driving past this household he sees all these strange lights he's thinking burglars right he just sees yeah. beams of light moving around so he pulls his car over he gets his gun out gets his flashlight security, security guard so he's doing his job yeah so he approaches the yard. He notices the gate is wide open. So he walks right into the yard. As soon as he gets there, 
his flashlight hit something right next to him, just this bizarre green scaly body. He said he, he had to lift his light way up to see its face because it stood about 10 feet tall, which is this fucking scary-ass lizard face with big yellow eyes. And they said there's four of them all standing in the backyard. What year is this? 78, 1978. Okay. And... uh so he, he freaks out, drops his flashlight and his gun, falls to the ground, picks his stuff up, runs. And as he's running, he says everything all of a sudden turns to daylight because all of a sudden this bright light from behind him just lights up the whole countryside. Oh, like they lit it up. They lit it up. Turns around, this huge fucking triangle is lifting up off the ground. And that's the last Fuckin thing he remembers. triangle, man. Yeah. So that's Was all the light he coming from the triangle? From the triangle. Okay. From b- the bottom of the triangle. So I guess he radios all this stuff in, just saying, like, he doesn't know what's happening. He's freaking out on the radio. Yeah. And so they send a car out there looking for him. They can't find him for, like, an hour and a half. Sure enough, like, down the road, they, they find him laying there in the ground. And it's, like, dead of winter. It's freezing out. When they go to pick him up, he's, like, super hot to the touch. And they like his skin. Yeah, and he's freaked out. He pulls his gun on the two security guards. And he doesn't know what the hell's going on. He runs to his car. They end up subduing him again. So his car, too, is, like, super hot. It's like an oven, they said. They said he couldn't even touch it. Wow. And so they can't explain this. He's in a does state he of shock. burns on his body? No. They said he's, like... He's just hot. He's, he's hot. fever. He's real hot. Fully clothed. Okay. He explains how he saw these giant monsters, but that was, like, the last thing he remembered, right? So they end up, you know kind of reporting this to the police and everything and in, in Europe they treat cases like this differently they actually have departments that'll look into this and they have an army division that looked into this right made real reports you know went took physical traces of the area they found this whole patch where it, this triangle supposedly lifted up of scorned earth and nothing ever grew back there again ever ever even today they found um, that the the back gate of this wall was like completely torn off. It wasn't just like swung open. The whole thing was taken out. And then they also found like a weird, like uh, a similar thing. Someone's house in a similar village, their whole back door was torn down and like had, they had a, Oh, I'll, I'll get back to this later. So were these fucking Blue Lagoon looking creatures, they're just ransacking houses? Were they robbing <laughs> yeah. gold? Like, what were they doing? Taking potatoes? Well, this is like the funniest thing. So, so it wasn't until this guy went and did hypnotherapy by the suggestion of a few people and a doctor because he had a missing time episode too. He didn't know what happened. Like spaghetti? <laughs> so these things took him on the ship and they just like, they basically tied him to this like Give weird me your pillar recipe yeah so there's 10 of them and they were just like jabbering at him in their language they had to put this helmet on him for him to understand he said it was like the most intense pain he's ever felt it's like like shocks of a migraine through his head but he would be able to understand them when he wore the helmet and they Weird. were yeah and they were just a bunch of fucking goons like they're just like who are you we have stolen you it's just like you are ours now you will do what we tell you but the helmet translated it to english yeah and they're just like, yeah. and he's just freaking out. He's like, what are you doing here? What do you want with me? And apparently they were at this house observing it for days. They said there was two creatures inside they wanted to examine. So they waited till the people that live there left so they can get to them. And 
So they tore down this back door of this house and they stole two stuffed birds. Stuffed like exotic birds? birds. Like taxidermy kind of birds? birds. They were taxidermied already. Yeah. Like fucking macaws or So these fucking goons are like like peering through the windows, like, look at those things. What are those? It's like are they alive? I don't know. We'll wait till they leave, break down their back door, and take it. Why does it sound like a Monty Python sketch? Because it sounds like a Monty <laughs> Python sketch. <laughs> They're intergalactic travelers, and they're just like, is it alive? I don't know. Let's take it. And take the dead birds. <laughs> then they just found this security guard, apparently. And they're just like, they're telling them things. They're telling, we're going to be back in larger numbers. You'll be, you'll be ready. And it's like, you will, you will know when we're here when you hear a whistle. We'll take all your stuffed birds. Yeah. You'll never stuff another mallet again. Yeah, so they dropped them back off on Earth, and that was it. So, like, everyone was so perplexed by this story. Even, like, people familiar with alien abduction stories, because it was mostly always stories of the greys, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like, who are these fucking 10-foot space goons? Space Just like, fucking swamp creatures. We found birds! Looking for <laughs> stuffed mallard ducks. <laughs> like, what is their agenda? So, stuffed mallard ducks. So this guy, he he's traumatized by this event, but he still goes back to work on the night shift. The security guard. Yeah. yeah. So they, they, they set him up closer to the city, right? So he's like not out in the countryside anymore. And by the way, this giant triangle was witnessed by 53 other people in the surrounding village. So it wasn't just him seeing it. So there was a bunch of people running Tiny around town. They sightings. drive a triangle! They're yeah. driving a triangle! Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, he's now on a moped. He's driving through this tunnel. He's on the radio. He hits this fog in the middle of the tunnel. It makes no sense. He calls it in. He's like, I'm in a fog. I can't see. It's like, my my Vespa won't stop. It won't stop. The thing's it's accelerating. So all of a sudden, he's like, I'm flying. And that was the last thing he heard. Because apparently, he felt like he lifted off the ground. And he just like went off the road. Off a cliff. And he somehow ended up at this spot that's like... They said it would be like a 15-minute drive away. He ended up there like two minutes later, back on the radio, explaining where he was. So it like, oh, made no sense. Oh, he just jumped through space and time? Pretty much, on his Vespa. Fucking E.T. style. I thought he was going to crash it. No. No, they, die. They, do, they crash him later. They, uh, they're not good at dropping him off sometimes. They, but same thing, they drop him off. Security guards, they come find him again. He's running around screaming like a maniac. Doesn't know. He thinks that's they're the aliens trying to catch him. They because find this his, is the second time. This is the second time. Like weeks later, wow. They find his Vespa. It's all hot again. He's hot again. <laughs> like fucking Jim. Why are you so hot? Yeah. So they go through the whole hypnosis session. This time they went to the head of psychology in hypnosis in Mulan in like the the capital, and uh, and had this doctor look at him. Yeah. The doctor was terrified after. He was like a full believer. He's like, I don't know what the fuck happened to this wow. guy, but he's pretty sincere about it. And these were all televised by this point. So this guy's like a just a sensation now in Italy. Right. Uh, this, this whole story, his life's just ruined. He didn't want any of this. This is all in the book that you got? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it's not a... F it's... It's what? It's not a non-fiction book? No. It, it's... It, it's a non-fiction it is a non-fiction book it's like the yeah it's, this isn't fiction it was written by the journalist who followed and like wrote about the whole story so and followed the whole event security falling around driving fucking triangles is a true story it was a true story a, it, allegedly apparently. allegedly because like I said they 
Italians, they, they actually investigate these things seriously, and they find, for instance, these giant-ass creatures. They find the black... They found footprints all around this guy's car. Of these they mass, they're like Bigfoot size, but they were boots. They were like a boot, but they were like absolutely massive, and there's huge groups of them all around his car. Weird. Yeah, more instances of like areas where it's nothing would grow back. And other people saw the triangle. Yeah, people would see these UFOs every time. <laughs> but the second time, I guess, so they hypnotize him and they take him again. And they're telling him just like that they need his help. And that everyone they keep taking are absolutely terrified of them. And He's some of them scared. die of fear. And they said they actually have to physically slow his heart down so that he can actually witness them without just having a panic attack. This is what the creatures are telling him. Yeah. They're basically telling him he's a pretty laid-back dude, <laughs> yeah. and everyone else just freaks out. Everyone's been freaking out, but you seem to be pretty cool to talk to, Jim. And this poor security guy is just like, just leave me alone, please. Yeah, just I'm like, just why? Trying to do why? My job. And he's like, like, we have plans here on Earth, and he's explaining where he- they're from. They're like, our planet is dying. We can no longer live there. These conditions here are good, except when it during the time of the Great Cold, which is what they just call winter, right? They're reptiles. They don't like. They're okay, not like the winter. Yeah, I guess so. So you think that's what a lot of this abduction is? They're just like their planet is dying, and they need to test out other potential that's, planets. And that's, that's what these dudes are saying. Researching us. Aliens all seem to have different agendas. The Greys want our DNA and our. our they want to recreate. They're us. creating a hybrid program. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Same with other aliens. They're, they're all very fascinated with our DNA in some ways. Yeah, these guys just want our planet. They're just like, we like it here. They want to build a dome planet, they said, <laughs> with a giant city and just live there and just what don't bug just anyone. they moved in and just, like, picked up where we are at now and then you just you just start seeing different races. That'd be of, totally cool. Like, you're, we're not allowed in there. They're not allowed out. They just live no, there. No, no, we live amongst each other. I don't want to live with these space goons. <laughs> Trying to sneeze under the microphone. <laughs> and I don't even think they can. They can't quite breathe their oxygen, apparently. They oh. they can only live, like, pretty much on the equator, where it's hot oh, all the time. they don't like the cold, yeah. So yeah. they tell this guy, you know, we need your help. You need to, you know, secure a place for us. You need to talk to your leaders. And the security guy's like, I'm no one. Leave me alone. Like, why do you want me to do this? Why don't you find someone else? Yeah. So when they come back with the story, there's all these people interested now. Like, I want to... Why don't they take me? Like, why don't you tell the aliens that we'll go? So they actually put together this crack team of just people that thought they were actually going to get taken. Like they did like a casting call? Yeah. They had like a scientist, a parapsychologist, uh, I don't know, a few randoms, like a journalist. There's like some celebrity for some reason. (laughs) Some fucking soccer player. And so sure enough, he gets abducted again. And he's like... And they're totally aware of all this hypnosis, too. Like, we know you're telling everyone about us. Yeah. It's like we're watching all the time. And he's like, well, you, you, did you see the crack team we made? Because, like, why can't they go instead of me? They're like, we don't like them. We like you. Yeah. It's like, why, though? You don't get to choose. We chose. And we like, chose you, Jim. It's a little flattering. Like, would you be flattered if they just keep taking you because they like you? If they're being nice to me. If they're not fucking hurting me. Well, they're putting this scary-ass helmet on you that hurts you all the time. Uh, I can deal with a scary-ass helmet once but in a while. But now, now they're trying to give them this sphere. The sphere that carries, like... Like all the power and knowledge needed for Why a successful. Why would he want that, Jim? Yeah, 
But like these are the same people stealing stuffed birds and now they're holding these spheres with like the knowledge of the universe. Like these feel like space pirates. I don't think these technologies belong to these lizards. Oh, that could be it. That I think these lizards like just, you know, maybe these intelligent aliens came down to their planet and these goons just like kicked them out and there's like, let's go flying. Woo! And just like flying around fucking with people. Stealing people's shit. Stealing people's birds. Stealing their fucking mallard ducks. But fuck. This poor guy, he, I think he was taken a total of six times. Six full times. Six dude. times. He's had run-in with the men in black. We were trying to chase him down. What happened to this guy? You're saying this was the 60s. That's not that long ago. Where is this guy? He's an old man now. I don't know if he's still alive. Um, he's really, he didn't want all this publicity. This no, entire time has like just been pushed on. He this. He didn't want any of this. He has been given the sphere. Apparently he knows where it is. It's somewhere in a cave in Italy. Did he put it there? Or did they He's put the it only. There? No, they gave it to him. He's the only one who knows where it is, and the aliens because they can see him at all times. And he won't tell anyone where it is or where to go. So, Jim. he finally caved. Right, this whole time he's just like, "Leave me alone. I don't want to deal with your shit." Like they even took him all the way to like their mothership, introducing him to royalty, and he's just like, "I don't care. I don't care. Take me home. I don't want this." Well, maybe they are living here now in this cave in Italy with the fucking sphere yeah. of magic powers. And then look at and all... that's why he doesn't want to show us, because they're like, I can't. They're just living underground now. But then you think about all these U- UFO sightings under the water, things coming out of the water. Out of the water, yeah. Maybe it's them. Yeah. Maybe they it's them. They could have them. secret passageways all over, like underneath the earth, you know? And from caves into the water, all these secret passageways. Yeah. So sounds like they weren't welcome on their own planet, so they probably are living here right now. Yeah, they seem like a hard people to live with. Also, this third abduction, when they dropped him off, they gave him instructions to violently attack his uh, uh, the people that were coming to help him, and he did. Did he do that? They said they had, he had like super strength that took like four or five guys to pin him down. So he eventually became like friends with them and did yeah. what they asked. Yeah, but it, you know why they asked him to do that? So it was a distraction so they can fly away without them seeing it. <laughs> it's like they don't have cloaking devices, clearly. They're just like, cause a distraction over there they so you can fly away. like just kind of like a rough and tough, like, dumbass biker gang. Yeah, these are space bikers for sure. But they're driving triangles. Triangle gang. Yeah, so Zenfreda, he still guards the sphere. And another wild thing is they gave him the sphere and told him directly to give it to a scientist in America named Dr. Hynek. Do you know who Dr. Hynek is? No, I have no idea who Dr. Hynek is. He's a famous scientist who who started Project Blue Book, or was brought into Project Blue Book. It was like a program in the 50s to study UFOs. He was brought in specifically to, you know, explain away every single sighting that came in. Yeah. He started as a skeptic, but... As all these things started coming in, he's actually witnessing all these things. He's realizes like this is the real deal. He can't just so he ended up quitting because he can't just keep saying it's not real anymore. And the security guard didn't have any. Yeah, no, yeah, he has guy. no idea. Like I'm sure Heineck has some books out there by this point, but this security guard that's not in his life. No, he's a security guard. He makes meatballs. Yeah, he's like 26 years old. He's got a little kid, a wife. He just likes going to the bar with his friends. That's a simple guy. And then his whole life after that was dealing with these fucking triangle riding aliens. Yeah. Just ruin his, ruining his life. 
and he just kept working as a security guard yeah, the whole thing. for years, for years, even though they just That's kept funny. taking him. You're reading they, the book right now? Yeah, I'm not done it. It's I know how the story goes, but it's just so... F- I love reading the minor details because they're just so hilarious. So, yeah, there's two big examples of alien abductions, but two very different agendas. Yeah. So, when you think of the Greys creating hybrid programs, I'm starting to believe that. Do you think you'll ever be so lucky to be abducted? I might be. You might be, too. And we just don't know. Yeah. I think I'd play it cool, though. Yeah. Unless they the few people me. that remember, that might just be, like, the one in a million fuck-ups, right? You know? Yeah. Oh, we didn't hit this person's brain. Oh, we didn't turn it off. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, you're right. Maybe we have been abducted already, but they shut it off, and the few that get through are the ones they haven't shut off. Men in Black style. Yeah. It's happening. Wow. Could be happening to both of us. Could be happening to everyone. I'll end with one more conspiracy here with the gray aliens, though. Now, uh, supposedly, through multiple different sources of high-ups in the government, and a former CIA agent, who or I think at the time he was in the Army, was uh, he did a deathbed confession. Like, this guy was months away from death. All he right. came out. Uh, basically saying that Truman met with the Greys in the 50s after all these, like, crash crashes and things happen, which we, like, they start to think that humans cause these crashes. Okay. Like, we're, like, essentially dropping nukes on these fucking UFOs and blasting EMT attacks and just knocking them out of the sky. So they basically made a treaty, treaty saying, like, we'll give you some of our technology uh, if we can take some of your people. About a million people per year in just North America alone, for wow. instance. They would just be like, if we could take these people, you can take our fiber optics and our and our computers. And oh, and that's <laughs> how we evolved technology. And transistors and, you know, that's, that's a theory because all of these things did kind of pop up seemingly out of nowhere, out of just some labs in the mm-hmm. Army. And yeah, we got the Internet pretty quick. Yeah, things happen pretty quick. So the theory that they're still out there just taking more and more people every year, just feeding us more technology a little bit at a time. You know, they don't want to give us too much control because yeah. they see what fucking animals we are, right? And now could they be feeding us this technology without us even knowing it? Like putting the ideas into fucking Muskie's head and shit? Very much so. Nikola Tesla, for yeah, example. Tesla for sure, right? The CIA papers that state that he is a person from space. Yeah, guy also loved a pigeon. Yeah. He's just a weird dude. Most geniuses are. But yeah, same thing. He Was he getting messages from somewhere else? Yeah. And just thinking, just interpreting them as uh, ideas and thoughts. Yeah. How do we get ideas anyways? Where are ideas coming from for anything? Inspiration. It's, it's, you're exactly right. Like, because when you lock into inter- something, yeah. it's like you're just getting wired the information. You're it's, like, oh, I just fucking lock It's a divine in. intervention. It's, it's, it's something from the unknown just reaching out. It's the muse. Yeah. Whatever the muse is. Whether you're coming up with some incredible cure for a disease or you're coming up with a fucking joke. Where does it come from? Exactly. It all comes just from, comes the, from the ether. It comes from our consciousness. And who knows who's tapping into that when we're not looking. Yeah. So, Tyler, uh, we might be being snatched every few months by these gray aliens taken up poked and prodded having our semen taken out having our own hybrid children shoved into our arms 
saying, love it. <laughs> if they want to take <laughs> my semen, they can just yeah. take the crusty old t-shirt from beside my bed. Yeah. Because that's the idea. Is they think they can save their race. They've essentially evolved themselves into a corner because they've evolved with technology and become these bio, bio creatures. Of the, they're just computers that with plasma skin. And now they're just like, we can't love anymore. <laughs> we need to mix uh-huh. with these weird human creatures. Just the human race is almost at the place where it can't love anymore, and it's sad. I know. Maybe that's why there's less abductions now. It's like, we don't want these people anymore. Well, let's keep on loving we got to keep loving, keep the aliens alive. Keep those crusty t-shirts beside your bed. <laughs> Come get them, aliens. Clean up my cum rags. <laughs> oh, we're doomed. We're doomed. Felt long. Well, it probably was.